Hello, and welcome to Seeds and Ways, a podcast. I'm the Reverend Dr. Cheryl A. Lindsay, Minister for Worship and Theology for the United Church of Christ. Today, I'm sharing my reflection by the gate based on John 10, verses 1 through 10, which reads, Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. By the gate. As we enter this passage, it is clear that a conversation has already begun and we arrive at a significant point. Jesus is explaining who he is using the metaphor of the shepherd in a Johnina-style parable. This passage alone omits his conversation partners, and therefore, it raises questions about subject and object. Jesus clearly seeks to distinguish himself from the thieves and the bandits. Who are they? When he talks about the voice of strangers, is that limited to those thieves and bandits? Or are there other strangers at work in this parable? Typically, in reading a parable, we restrict the lesson to what's contained within the brief story. If it's not mentioned, it's not important or relevant. Parable is not a complete story, and there will be gaps and holes. They're not meant to be explored. Yet this passage provides no context to the telling of the parable and limits our ability to understand its meaning. Skimming the passages before it begins helps us to understand the point Jesus makes. Jesus had healed a man born blind. The assumption was that this man was born into sin. His blindness could not just be a condition. It had to be a judgment, either against him or his parents. When Jesus heals him, religious leaders question the man about Jesus, and they engage in a spirited discourse over the legitimacy of Jesus and the healing of the formerly blind man. The man answered, here's an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. This man were not from God, he could do nothing. Offended by the healed man's defense of Jesus, the religious leaders drive him out, but Jesus encounters the healed man again, who becomes his disciple. The religious leaders overhear their conversation and enter into it. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, surely we're not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, 
If you were blind, you would not have sinned. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. Our focus scripture continues Jesus' response to the religious group and their questioning of his acts of healing. Recall that John's narrative emphasizes signs as revelation of the divinity of Jesus, as well as the I am statement, a declaration of not only his identity, but also of his ministry aims. In this passage, Jesus illuminates his encounter with a formerly blind man, sign, by making a declaration, I am the gate for the sheep. Quote, Jesus repeats the I am pronouncement, just as he repeated, I am the bread of life, and I am the light of the world, and just as he will shortly repeat, I am the good shepherd. I am the door, he continues. Through me, if anyone goes in, he will be saved, and will go in and go out and find pasture. The difference is that now he presents himself as an open door, open not to thieves and robbers, but to the sheep. It is no longer a matter of coming before the door or being denied entrance, but of going through the door to a place of safety. As in 335, 47, and 812, the I am pronouncement is followed by an invitation and promise, introduced by, if anyone, recalling such classic promises as 651. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. Or 717, if anyone chooses to do his will, he will know about the teaching. Or 851, if anyone keeps my word, he will never, ever see death. Like these others, it is an invitation to anyone to believe in Jesus and therefore gain eternal life. But because it stands within the metaphorical world of sheep and shepherds, its vocabulary is distinctive. To go in and go out implies an enclosure, in this instance, the courtyard housing the sheep. The promise of being saved, uncommon in John's gospel, is probably chosen here to highlight the thought of sheep being rescued or kept safe from harm, whether from thieves and robbers or natural predators. Those addressed, therefore, and anyone implies a very general invitation, are promised entry to Jesus' courtyard with all the benefits of the shepherd's care. The courtyard, however, is neither a prison nor a fortress, for the sheep Jesus promises will go in and go out and find pasture. Another way of saying, if the sun sets you free, you will really be free. The metaphors of shepherds and sheep in the courtyard are still at work, not least in the term pasture, which sustains animal, not human life. But the reality to which the metaphors point is also clearly visible and becoming more so. As the discourse continues, the metaphors will begin to fade, having served their purpose. And Jesus will speak more and more straightforwardly of his mission and his relationship to the Father. End quote, J. Ramsey Michael. At the same time, this parable amplifies the relationship between Jesus and humanity. It should not be surprising that he expresses two distinct roles, shepherd and gate. In his divinity, he is the shepherd who cares for and protects the sheep. They are drawn to him, able to identify and follow his voice. The shepherd may also denote human leadership, anointed and appointed by God, in the tradition of Moses and David, as Adelaide Reinhardt's notes. As the gate and gatekeeper, Jesus presents the tension and immense possibilities of his dual roles of being both fully human and fully divine at the same time. It would seem contradictory and unbelievable, but as presented throughout John's narrative, those who choose to follow Jesus believe in him 
even when they do not understand. It is a relationship that centers and anchors their commitment. They trust him, even when he confuses and confounds them. When they cannot explain his power, they simply point to the results. The signs for the disciples of Jesus speak for themselves. The declarations serve to articulate what his actions have already proclaimed. They follow him for the promise that life with Jesus offers, abundance and flourishing by the gate. Thank you for joining me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can find the full sermon seeds entry, including a suggested congregational response, quotes for further reflection, voices of African descent, and the roadmap for the entire season on ucc.org. Sermon Seeds also has a Facebook page where I do a weekly Facebook Live process video in preparation for the reflection and share updates and links for Sermon Seeds and Worship Ways. Follow us there and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. I pray that this tool provides a seed that will bear fruit in your faith community as you proclaim the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.